Yo, yo, yo. What's up, our dope village? Julie Foudy alongside Lynn Ozawi Wowie. Hey there, Jules. How goes it, sister? It's good. How are you? I'm good. I'm home, back from Abu Dhabi, living the dream, and I'm super pumped because this episode is a really special one to me, as you know. Oh, it's a super special one. I think you were fangirling a little out, too. Am I right? <sighs> For sure on the inside, and I was doing my best to play it cool on the outside. <laughs> Could you tell? How, how did I do? Um, not well, not well. I could tell. Lynn, keep it together, Lynn. Keep it together. <laughs> well, I, you know, when you meet a childhood idol in person. Aw, sure you did the same with me. Yeah, I was going to say, I did not feel that way when you and I met. <laughs> there was none of that when you and I met. <laughs> hey, I get that. I mean, I get that a lot. It's me, Ham. Of course you did. I still fangirl out with her. <laughs> no, and I mean, she's just such a, a wonderful human as well. So, and one of my closest friends and former teammates, and, and in case you need a refresher on Mia, she won four NCAA national championships at the University of North Carolina. Go Heels, she would say. Two Olympic gold medals, one white gold, as we like to call it, two World Cup titles, named FIFA Player of the Year, not once, but twice. And she is a mom, of course. She's a co-owner of LAFC. She's not just one of the greatest soccer players ever. She's also one of the greatest human beings ever. And one of the funniest human beings ever, which I always say. So dry. So... She kindly agreed, like Carrie Walsh, to be a guinea pig for us. We did this episode as one of our test pods uh, for ESPN. And in fact, Mia is the very first episode we ever recorded, which you'll hear off the top of the show. And I couldn't imagine launching this thing without her. So get comfortable listening. It's Mariel Ham. Thanks for tuning in today. Today's podcast is supported by your financial ally, Ally Bank. Because if you're paying for a service, you wouldn't accept anything less than great, right, Lynn? Absolutely. Things like gyms, personal trainers, physical therapists, uh, shin guards shin in your guards, case. Right? We research everything we until sure we do. find the best. Shouldn't we do the same with our banks? We tend to stay with whatever bank we've had forever, not questioning it, often putting up with subpar service, low rates, but better is out there. Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. Julie, it's in the name. They're an ally for your financial well-being. Get it? With Ally, you'll get interest rates up to 20 times the national average and live customer care. And get this, Julie. On average, women, we are paid 20% less than men, and therefore, we really do have to be even smarter about where we put our money. Money means having options to do things like start a business, quit your job, start a family, Retire the way you want or leave a legacy. And when you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on bank holidays, weekends, or during halftime if you need a little financial pep talk. They won't try to confuse you with fancy jargon and you won't get nutmeg by hidden fees. The team at Ally actually cares about doing right by you and your money. And I think as women... 
We don't talk about this enough, honestly. We should be paying attention to our money and where we put it. It's called money mindfulness. So go to ally.com to find out more. That's A-L-L-Y.com. Ally Bank, member FDIC. Also check out another great ESPN podcast, Caught Offside, which is all about the beautiful game. Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney break down the latest from the soccer world, everything from the U.S. team and English Premier League to the UEFA Champions League. That's Caught Offside. Be sure to give them a listen. Kick back, relax, and unwind. Let's have a good time finding the joy in life. We're smiling so bright, talking and laughing combined. Feeling alright, get comfortable listening. It's laughter permitted. Do you remember when I was with Meg and Beth? Did I ever tell you that story? For Beth's 50th, we were in... And you said you peed on the chair. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a wet spot on the chair. It was a fabric chair. I laughed so hard, I got up, and they were like, go to the bathroom! Go to the bathroom! And I was holding, 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 and I get up, and there's a little tinkle. <laughs> I hope they made you replace the chair. It was a rental. Julie, oh, I was pregnant, though, so I have that. Oh. I was very pregnant. And I wasn't even drinking. How good of me. <laughs> I will tell you, this is our very first podcast. Congratulations. Thank you. Salute. Thank you. Salute. I think we should start with, a lot of people probably don't know this. You're like a legendary coach right now. Wait, we need to set the scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> this is why Len's here. <laughs> You're always saying that. Yo, we got to set the scene. The damn camera you'd bring around. You know, Guys, we got to set the scene. Set, like, I told him that. I said we. Oh, I used to say it all the time. So, can you set the scene, please? Set the scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we're in um, the basement of my house in Manhattan Beach, <laughs> California. Uh, just chatting, my good friend Jules. Uh, first ever podcast. It's a sunny day here. It, yeah, it's a sunny, like, summery yeah. day, it feels like. It's hot. Um, I might just say, as I'm looking around your basement, there are quite a few awards in here. Okay, don't make it sound like this is where we have an altar of awards. You do, kind of. But we had to put them somewhere. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we put them down here in the basement for everyone to see. <laughs> Or all well, there is a bar down here. There is a bar. It seems fitting. Yeah. Right. Yes. You should be able to toast to your to your awards. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite one? Um, Do you have a favorite? Is that an Emmy? Up yeah. There? Nomar won an Emmy. What? His team. Really? Yeah. They're pre and post game shows. That's Isn't that awesome. amazing. When was that? Yeah. That that um. I can't I can't match that. I think that should be on the kitchen counter. I'm, I'm going for a Grammy. <laughs> kitchen counter. <laughs> it was. We, I had to pry it out of his hands. Right. And bring it down here. Um, you know, my favorite award. Well, my kid's favorite is the the Disney Lifetime Achievement oh, Mickey Mouse. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't looked at him in a while. World um, Soccer Hall of Fame was pretty cool. I mean, they're all. I mean, just who would have thought? Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? A little scrawny kid that wore number nine with a mullet like you've never yeah, seen. Yeah, who would have thunk it? It'd be, uh, 
to get to experience all those amazing tournaments and people and food and coach class seats in the smoking section. Just telling someone about that. (laughs) They're like, what was it like? Well, we sat middle seats all the way up the airplane. All you'd see was red USA sweatshirts or we were the last row because we were so old. They were smoking back then. (laughs) Smoking in the back of the plane. It was row, smoking section started row 45. We were 44. Wait, you could smoke on planes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there was no barrier between row 44 and 45. Yeah. So if you were in 44. You were smoking. You were smoking. (laughs) And our entire team would be like 44, 43. Yeah. Hey, do you think you could maybe just like pre-book seats? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. So that we could actually play when we land instead of breathing fire. <laughs> Do you ever come down here and have a moment where you look at look around and No. <laughs> no. No. I have very few moments to myself these days. Um, so true. So if I do have a moment, I'm not gonna come down and dust any of my trophies. If you do have a moment, what are you doing? Breathe. I'm breathing. Taking deep breaths. <laughs> meditating. Um, no, just trying to organize my life so I can diminish the stress that I put on myself by saying yes to, like, podcast and stuff. Oh, I know. <laughs> Those people are the worst. For, for an hour. What? What? Um, I have my timer going just so yes. <laughs> And it's going to get yep, gall yep. you and you're going to drop into the, the second dungeon <laughs> below this. There's a trap door. Um, I, I was just thinking, I was saying, you know, we, we women always get asked, like, how do you balance it all? And I'm like, well, of course we balance it all because that's what we women do, right? The better question is how do you not go back crazy in the process of balancing it all? There that are moments. There are moments, I'm sure if you interviewed my kids and my husband, they would have a lot of different answers than a little more colorful than mine. Like, oh, she's great. She does really great. Um, no, you just, like you said, you, you figure it out. There's nothing else you can do. And red wine helps. Yeah. Well, yeah. Red wine. <laughs> um, but you know, I don't do a great job at everything I do, but I just, I try to do the best I can. Mm-hmm. And you cry a lot <laughs> in the shower. <laughs> uh, yeah. So tell us one of the things that you're doing is coaching. Yeah, I, we just finished up our, our season. So I was coaching uh, my daughter Ava's team, uh, the Killer Cobras. Killer Cobras! I love, I love the names. Um, you know, U12, AYSO, and in Region 18. And uh, my co-coach, Stephanie Ertman, convinced me uh, to to do it again. We, we were coaches together um, about two years ago. And, you know, just our focus was really just to have the girls have fun. But personally, I wanted them to get better. 
you know, they, you see such a huge drop off at, after the age of 12. Hmm. And for a lot of different reasons, I think kids get into middle school, they have so many other uh, responsibilities, you know, they're, they're higher academic demands in terms of homework load. Um, you know, they might find other things outside of soccer or, or different sports uh, to focus on. And I get that, but there's also a drop-off because kids don't feel that they are contributing and no one wants to be that kid. So trying to help them find small successes in, in their development. So, um, you know, that was really my focus and I felt what I was bringing to practice every day was, you know, a lot of the kids would be just as happy if we sat around in a circle and talked about the day but really to make it enjoyable, but have them get better. So to see them string four or five passes in a game, you know, switch the point, and then having players that have never scored or haven't scored in three years score again and see the excitement and and the pride in their eyes. And, you know, so that for me was a main motivation, but just growing as as a person and a coach and and also learning to coach your own kid. I'm not sure I could do that. That's it well I bow it, to you for that. If you had Ava here, she'd probably say it was interesting. <laughs> um, but we still talk to one another and I'm proud of that. Grace wasn't tempted to come back into it with mom as coach? No, I think I think the thought of running <laughs> deterred her that's a big barrier which isn't fair to grace but um no she you know she's she loves she loves baseball so she's playing baseball right now hmm. i wonder where she got that from. yeah i don't know <laughs> you didn't even brag like it like what you did i have to brag about well, you all we, the time i'm still i'm tired of bragging about you all these yeah, years because well, you'll never brag about yourself they, well on, I, i'll, bra- about I'll brag about them They're for sure no, they they played what you did you like made it to the final final. We did. We came second in our our league and got to play in the areas and we lost in the in the semis and um you the girl. I, I, I might have broke the news on Twitter and, and said we won. Yeah, I was like, no, we didn't. Won. She, she texted me. I was like, breaking news, the killer cobras won the final. And she's like, um, can you actually step up your reporting game? <laughs> we had to beat them twice. Not. So that's what happened. Yeah, I did not know that small um, detail. But they, it was great that we, you know, took them to a final game. Uh, no, but the girls, the girls played great. Uh, they've, they improved. I mean, that's the thing. We just sit, we, Stephanie and I would look at our first practice to our last practice mm-hmm. and the improvement and, just overall understanding of the game and and the answers that these players could now give you as to the whys of of what we're doing was incredible. What's the funniest thing a player's ever said to you? Well, there's one player who just every day she came to practice just had a smile on her face. So we were having this like really important halftime discussion and and you know, talking to them about like being physically invested, you know, cause they were kind of backing off of, of tackles. And, uh, so she walks up to me and goes, coach Mia. 
can I ask you a question? I was like, oh, fantastic. This is going to be great. This is going to be a deep question. And she, she goes, um, aren't you hot in that sweatshirt? <laughs> I said, yeah, thank you. I am. You know, she was so concerned about my physical well-being. <laughs> I bet you were going to say, uh, Coach Mia, who has snacks today? Yeah, yeah. That's the other one, right? No, I get a, we got, even toward the end. Did you ban snacks? No, we didn't ban snacks. Oh, I'm over snacks. Like, having to bring them as a parent. No, but if you're a coach, it's not part of your duty. You right. have enough True. to worry about. True, You don't have to be on the no. snack. Smart. Yes. Very smart. What do the other coaches do when they're like, hey, do you know who the coach is? I don't know. What do <laughs> I don't say? care. Uh, most of them were great. You know, it, it's, I'm not playing. That's what I keep telling. Like, oh, that's your daughter? I'm like, yeah, and that's who she is. And, you know, she has strengths that I never had. Um, you know, she's she's much more sociable than I am. <laughs> <laughs> give yourself enough credit. No, no, no. Um, no, so the the coaches were pretty good. You know, there's there's always some that are a bit intense. And um, you know, hopefully they're they're intense for the right reasons, not because I don't know, these plaques go up and I don't even know if you get a plaque. <laughs> good. Yeah. Hopefully not. <clears throat> no plaques. Yeah. What about um, referees? Um, because I know that you might have had I some altercations with referees back in the day. Yeah. I love them. I, I, um, one, one referee and I had, uh, a disagreement. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm. he came over and, and I don't even know what he was saying to me because I was actually very calm. He was talking about obstruction rule, and um, <clears throat> he had one part of the rule correct, but <clears throat> he didn't have the second part correct. So I just pointed that out to him, that if you're within playing distance of the ball, you can move and protect your goalkeeper from getting a kneecap to her face as she comes out to pick up the ball. And um, he was kind enough to walk over, and he just wanted to see the vantage point at which I had. And he just questioned whether I had a better vantage point than he did. In front of everyone? Yeah. And... Um, was Nomar there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> How did Nomar take that one? <laughs> he was not happy about it. <laughs> Meaning, he said, "Listen, you know, pretty much, he had no issue with him coming over and talking to me and saying, basically, you know what, I'm, I saw it differently, but that's not what he said." <laughs> <laughs> Did he know who you were? I, I don't know, and I don't care. Did you ask him? Do you no, know yeah. who I am? I just that handed him my like something you would say. I just Do handed him my know? card right. with pictures of all these awards on it. <laughs> Have you seen my Mickey now, Mouse I, Lifetime I think Achievement Award? For me, the biggest disappointment was he did that in front of all these girls. Yeah. Mm. 
you know, one of very few female coaches in the league. Um, and in front of all these female players to, to react that way was not appropriate. And, um, the league stepped up and talked about, yeah. Good. Did you have a word with them after about that? That's a great um, point though. No, because I was, it, I was, you know, at that point, I wasn't questioning whether um, what I said. I just, at one point, I was like, I didn't swear, did I? <laughs> <laughs> like, Everyone's uh, like, no. I would have paid money to have seen that. I so it's, it's safe to say that this ref raised his voice. He was being a little condescending. <laughs> sure. <laughs> What what do you tell people when they say, what are you doing now? Yeah. Well, I just, I say, live in the dream, Jules. Live in the dream. Um, I usually say, I'm a mom. I do appearances here and there and, and um, you know, mostly just trying to organize our lives, get kids to and from places. And, um, but no, it's. The, the funniest question. You, I predicted this. I was like, Mia will say, I'm a mom. I just get my kids back and <laughs> forth. I'm like, she will not talk the, about the fact that she's a minority owner with the LAFC. Oh, she I'm excited about that. About the fact that she sits on the board of Roma. She will not talk about the fact that she's on the committee of development or what they call it, development committee at FIFA. No, I do all that. So we can talk about that. <laughs> Don't ever say it. That's what I love about you. Um, You're a renaissance woman. Yeah, no, I, I do all that. The funniest question I get is like, oh, you still play? I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I would hug that person. Do you hug them? I would hold them tight. No, and I, not but let I, go. I was talking to this police officer. He's like, oh, you still play, right? I was like, okay, when you retire from being a cop, are you going to still be a cop? <laughs> are you going to be go? And he's like, no. Thank you. I was like, listen, I loved what I did, but I've also, I mean, you're, you physically have paid the price. How about Carrie Walsh going for her sixth Olympics? Right? What, what tape we does she? We barely got through three. <laughs> what, what kind of tape does she wear? Yeah. I, I bet her entire body is taped up. <laughs> She's a mummy. <laughs> She's wrapped in that black tape. She's a mummy, mummy. I want to know when the two of you met. When did you first meet each other? At uh, U19 National Team Camp, right? 1987. Marquette? Yes. Both rock and short hair back then? Mine really? was very short. So was mine. We were fashion icons. Yes. With unibrows and really bad haircuts. Mine gave me a couple extra inches, which I was... That's true. Remember I used to blow it? With my hair head down, and so then it would come up like this, like another three inches. I don't know why I, my mom let me go out looking like that. Oh, man. Sorry, what were you going to say? <clears throat> no, you. I was one of the last picks on the team. Jules was a shoe in. <laughs> yeah, right. I've never heard you that say that before. Oh, that was the first time, Lil. Yep. It was Lil, me, and you. You were fifteen. I was sixteen. Remember Lil's little stuffed animal, her yeah. little tigger. Yeah. She wouldn't, she would like hold on to her little. So you guys were kids. Yeah. We were babies. We were babies. We had no idea what we were getting into. What did you think of each other when you first met? 
what was I like? Was I quiet then? What? <laughs> Can I some at some point in my life have been quiet? That would be nice. <laughs> no? Is that what that means? No? Yeah. yeah. Of course you were. Sure. You want to go with that? Um, I mean, Jules is... She was Jules. I mean, she was just one of those personalities that you gravitate to. And um, she was a leader on our U19 team, even back then. Just, I think all of us, that that experience just, I know for me, just everything happened so fast. I was just trying to, felt like I was treading water the entire summer. I didn't even know what anything meant. Like, what what do you mean? U19 national team, what do we do? Like, where do we go? Yeah, because there wasn't anything before us. Yeah. It's like there was no basis for your, to be able to understand it. There's no team you watched growing up. There was, that's the weird thing. And they put us in this tournament with the women's national team. So it was almost like kind of threw us together and said, hey, straight from here, we're going to go play in this four nations tournament. And I don't know if someone they couldn't get a fourth team or what happened. Um, so we ended up playing in it and it was like, okay, great. That was, that was fun. And, uh, no, then it was like, don't, then we're going to China. Well, remember? yeah, it <laughs> was same summer. It was like, um, he, Anson decided to bring five of us up. So just everything. I mean, it was one of those it really happened so fast, but in terms of Jules, it was, you know, she, she's just someone who, I don't know, it's just, you could tell was, she's just made for this environment. She just, she just kind of owned whatever situation we were in. It's funny because it took me about 15 years to feel like I belonged in that environment. So thank you. Jules, what did you think of Mia? Mia was super fast her and Lil I remember just used to like take off I remember thinking oh my gosh where are these guys from and they're only I mean we were all young but Mia was a baby you were the baby baby because I was an under 19 team mm-hmm. and we were like 16 year olds and 15 year olds I mean back but now you'd, you'd, you'd go and kind of gradually yeah. play on each youth national team there were no other <laughs> youth national teams so they were like we'll throw you on the full team <laughs> Go sink or swim. Is it amazing that that we've been retired over? When I start doing the math, sometimes that fourteen know, just years. years. Mm-hmm. Do you find yourself going what? Because I do. Yeah, first because I'm not great at math, <laughs> so it takes me a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm almost out of fingers and toes. Um, yeah, you because there are aspects of it that feel like yesterday. And then then there are parts of whether it's like going to work out or you know your kid's birthday and you're like, "Holy crap. Yeah, it has been 14 years since that ex- you know, we you retired." That's the cool thing too with like the kids. Yeah. Like just for example at that national team game in San Diego or any national team they go to, my kids get so excited. It's so great to see, you know, like, can we stay for autographs? Can we meet the team? Yeah. And I just love it. It's like full circle. Oh. To see them feel empowered by those women, mm. you know? And 
what's what's really cool is they believe that that's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas with us that you know we grew up usually any women we saw playing sports was either in the Olympics or it was an individual sport. You know, watching tennis to see them be able to kind of. Uh, watch the women's national team, watch WNBA. And I was able to take my girls to the World Cup in Canada and to see them on the edge of their seat and painting their faces mm-hmm. and screaming for the players and them have met some of those players was... Mm, I know. It's so it's heartwarming. Awesome. What do you miss most, me? There are different aspects of it that I miss. I mean, I miss being that fit. For sure. <laughs> Where you could eat anything you wanted and it didn't matter. Funny. I, Funny, I still do that. I miss... Um, Maybe that's why I have a little I miss, top. you know, being in an environment where I learned... I felt I was learning and growing every day. You know, both on the field and off the field. Um, you know, where you are kind of in this environment with such powerful and... In, inspiring and unique women I think um Mm -hmm. you know that was one of the things I said you know our leadership Jules and and Carla and and Tony really did an amazing job at doing was letting us all be ourselves Mm -hmm. and they understood the strength and the power in that you know you saw that in the world cup with people dying their hair and it wasn't like hey guys that's really let's be focused like hell yeah you know I love it Um, and you you felt this group really everyone pulling for one another and um, you know that's that's out of the fact that they felt respected and trusted Um, you know because some people might have only played one half or played one game and you know, to see the the performances that they had were, you know, was so much a part of kind of the the empowerment that our leadership gave them. Do you remember the, the night before our opening game at Giant Stadium in the 99 World Cup? We did that huge prank on Brandy. Yeah. And I look back and I'm like, we spent a lot of time on it, too. Oh, we did. We created, you know, she'd done that, she posed nude for that gear magazine, and it became the cover. And if you're going to pose nude in front of all of us, you got to expect you're going to take a lot of grief for that. So we did a whole skit. Austin Powers had just come out and set to, like, Austin Powers, where we do all these different poses. <laughs> And she loved crosswords, so we'd have crosswords like covering our, you know, like our breasts or our private areas. So for people who aren't familiar with this picture, can you describe? She's like hunching forward. You can't really see anything. Anything, Yeah. She's kind of like halfway in a squat, hunching forward in a soccer ball. and With a well-placed soccer ball. And we said that, we're like, Tony, we got to play this prank on on Brandy and he goes okay and he go, he gets like into it okay I'll tell her that we're gonna ABC News or something is running a feature on her team and everyone has to gather around the TV so we all come in and instead we start playing this so wait it was a video that you guys did oh yeah we shot a whole video it must be in my garage somewhere because we shot it on that camera which is yeah. what the 99ers was to, that yeah, should be one of the but it wasn't just of the it wasn't just the players 
a lot of our staff was in. Yeah, yeah. We had dance routines set to it. We would. So we'd have like interludes. Yeah. Between the poses. Yeah. Like interstitials, like they would run in Austin Powers. We would do that. Who attempted the pose itself? Jules and uh, Tish. Tish. With or without clothes? Oh, we were without clothes, but we'd have like shin guards, shin guards in in place, or crosswords because she loved crosswords. (laughs) The one was (laughs) you had the crossword. You're like, (laughs) oh yeah, because she had this one look on her face where she had her lips like Like, kind of open, seductive, (laughs) very seductively. (laughs) I gotta find that video. And then one with like a book of poetry. (laughs) Oh yes, be. There's never, it's never ending with Brandy. She was such good fodder. Oh. So, remember that in the Media Guide book one year when it was like, you know. We were, (laughs) we were in, I believe, Columbus, and we had like a weather delay. So we were sitting in the locker room with nothing to do. And someone started reading through our Media Guide. And it was like, interest. And Brandy's was... (laughs) Learning foreign languages, writing poetry, painting watercolors. We're like, what? Visiting animal shelters. (laughs) We're like, what are you talking about? We were like, are you applying for Miss America or what? She's like, what? I do that stuff. (laughs) Oh, my God. So we had people... Walk by her because she was doing a crossword puzzle. Mm-hmm. We're like, every time you walk by her, say hello in a different language. <laughs> Hola. Hola. Ciao. Konnichiwa. Uh, 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 she did not pick up. You remember then we made an O tour? Yes. Yeah. I was a tree. tree. What tree would I be? What tree would I be? <laughs> and we started like reading it to her. And she's like, what are you doing? Like, do you have any good haikus? <laughs> What's your favorite haiku? <laughs> and this is all during the same weather delay. Yes. <laughs> she had no idea what was she's going like, on. Shut up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it appears Brandy was the easy target of these pranks. Uh, no, yeah. she created it for herself. Yes. I mean, we did nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Do you remember that team photo where Brandy and we another prank we had gotten on Brandy, which is too long to tell here, but it was a good one. Um, she wanted to get me back, and years later, they all went out for the team photo, and they all had their jackets on, and it was like a hot summer day, and I didn't realize that they all had their jackets on, and I've got like my jersey on, <laughs> and they all have jackets on. Well, this clueless one never notices anything. The prelude to this is that you pranked her yes. real bad. Yeah, real bad. It was a good one. I told her she couldn't go back with her husband for like some honeymoon they were having or some <laughs> anniversary. I, well, we got Hank Steinbrecher, who at the time was the executive director, to write a letter on the official letterhead saying she couldn't go back. Uh, and Tony was in on it with me, and we got her good. But anyways, she finally gets us back. They're all in their jackets on this hot summer day. I never even like question it. They go out. We're standing for the photo. They take their jackets off, and they have these T-shirts on with this huge unibrow photo of me. <laughs> And it says, and it's all, it's just this huge photo of me and my face, this unibrow. And it says underneath real big, got tweezers. (laughs) (laughs) And it's all the media lined up to take the photo. And I'm the only one standing there. I have to find that photo. I'm the only one standing there with my, my jersey on.
hey. <laughs> and Mia, I think you were next to me. Yeah. She goes, and I'm just like smiling. <laughs> I'm not noticing. And she's like, hello. <laughs> Do you see what we I go, you're, you can, I love your jersey. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we did a lot of pranks. It was really great. I think this was one of uh, one of Tony's last jokes on me, and uh, it happened at just the right time. So, you know, after Tony passed, I was I went to the funeral, and then we had a camp, and then I flew to Zurich for a development committee meeting, and this was a smaller group, so they're called bureaus, and um, I was one of the committee members there. And I have a, a FIFA blazer and a shirt, and so I have to provide my own pants. So I had a pair of pants, you know, gray not pants. Them, not give you pants, uh-huh. And um, so I'm. we went to lunch early. We were at FIFA but went to this little restaurant just outside. And I remember getting up to go use the restroom, and we, were, we had been sitting outside under trees, so there's kind of like leaves and stuff on the chairs, so I got up to just wipe the back of my bum and my legs, and I felt this hole, like, down the middle of one pant leg. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's a hole. And so you had seams down the middle of each, the back of each pant leg. I was like, that is weird. <laughs> so I go into the restroom, and the other funny part, it's this old house, um, and the mirrors are only like, you know, above waist high. So I can't see where this hole is. So I'm standing up on the toilet trying to look at the mirror across the room. I can't, like, I can just feel it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So we walk, we're walking to the meeting and, um, one of my fellow committee members, I leaned down and was like, I'm, I need help. Like I have a hole in my pants and it's getting worse. Um, so we stop at the front desk. They, have, they have a mending kit. And my hoo-ha. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. So they have a mending kit. So I go. This is the best part about it. And, <laughs> what's so great because the whole time is where I sit in every meeting is towards the front uh, and I usually I usually get up and say hello to when <laughs> the president comes in because he comes in and, and starts every meeting and I was like oh my god I'm going to stand up and my backside's going to be to the rest of the committee I'm going to have two huge because now I found out I have a second hole in my other pant leg. <laughs> so my pants are slowly becoming chaps. Every time I sit down, it just pops the seam. It's getting worse by by each squat, but very much. So I go in to the bathroom 
And we're meeting inside their fitness facility. So I'm in the locker room. I have a towel around me. <laughs> I open the mending kit. <laughs> there is no needle. <laughs> there is more thread <laughs> that I could have stitched an American flag. But I had no needle. <laughs> so I'm sweating. There's five minutes till the meeting starts. You have two butt cheeks. Yes, I have. People are like, why didn't you wrap your coat around your waist? I was like, a blazer? It's like, how do I wrap a blazer around my waist? I was like, um, so all of a sudden someone comes in with a bag and said, I was told to to bring these pants to you. I was like, fantastic. So I pull them out. And not only were they wrinkled, but someone had just been wearing them because they were warm. (laughs) And I was picturing some poor woman sitting behind her desk. (laughs) Get those off now. That's exactly right. There was some half naked woman I felt <laughs> sitting in her undies. Like Goldilocks the and the three bears because I tried those pair of pants on and I think they were petites. Because they did not fit. <laughs> they didn't. <laughs> they were too short and just too tight. I didn't want to rip a second pair. And there was a second pair in there. How many minutes till the meeting? The second pair, oh, I'm, I'm like two minutes now. The second pair still held the belt in them. (laughs) (laughs) And they were too big. Who's the person running back and forth with the pants? I don't know. I never got her name. But for me, she was on a white horse. <laughs> um, and then she had a skirt, a brand new skirt. And I was like, perfect. I'll wear the skirt. So now, of course, I'm like, it's, it's, pa- it's past time. I'm, I'm late. And I literally walk in and there's silence. <laughs> They're all in there, including the president. Oh, yes. (laughs) Um, Mr. Infantino is sitting at the front, and I have my backpack with my head down going, sorry, excuse me, sorry, apologies, apologies. And I sit down, and I'm praying. I'm praying that the woman leaned over to the secretary general and said, "It, it was important that she be like, she had a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> but I literally... Johnny, you know... But So I pose the question to you. What do you do? If you have a meeting with your boss, <laughs> do you go in looking highly inappropriate and be on time? Or do you solve the wardrobe malfunction and arrive late? Now, if it was... I could have walked in in the towel. Right. If it was a group of us, it depends what that meeting is. It's FIFA in Zurich at the headquarters. You do what you did. You did not go in with two butt cheeks hanging out. (laughs) 
as Mia Hamm. Icon. <laughs> so, funny. when I flew back from the meeting, flew back straight to Tony's um, kind of celebration of life, and I told Jules and I had breakfast that morning with John Langle, and I told him that story. And we were all crying, and it was just, uh, it was like, it was perfect for... I know, for to lighten the mood. Yeah. And someone's like, did you bring two pairs of pants? I'm like, uh, yeah, the other one was at the hotel. It's like, I couldn't go back. Right. You didn't have time. No. Problem solved. I mean, uh, oh, and the other funny part is we found a needle, but... I am so, my eyesight is so bad now, I couldn't even, right. like, thread Threaded. the needle. I had to walk out in my towel, and I'm like, can someone do this for me? I couldn't even the see it. The problem of women in their mid-40s. Oh, I can't see. Where were you going? I am fangirling out a bit. I'm, I've been trying to play it cool down here, but the 99 World Cup was definitely a huge moment in my life, and I can't go without just getting a few questions off off my chest. So if you guys will indulge me. Is this, a, is this like a competition to wave a buzzer? Sure. <laughs> Let's make it a competition. Okay. I feel like the two of you competing against each other would be fun to watch. Okay. Well, actually, the first one is for Mia. Is it true that... You always put your right shoe on before your left shoe? Yes. What's up with that? What was the deal I'm with right that? I'm right-handed and right-footed. <laughs> it was just easier. No, I, 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 I did have a routine. Okay. So I I didn't put, like, right sock on, right shoe. I had to alternate. You just got to get a feel. So and what then, was the routine? So I wore two pairs of socks. It was like... The small socks went on first, on the right, then the left, then the sock. And but you only pulled it up halfway because you couldn't put it up all the way. And then, then I'd put on the right shoe, left shoe, then my shin guards. I don't even know. I had to alternate. I I couldn't. So it just felt right. Yeah, you just you just want to make it normal, regardless of whether it's practice or the World Cup final. I just wanted for it to feel. She brought it. You had extra pair of shorts in case she had a blowout. (laughs) Exactly. In case she had a blowout. Exactly. Not that blowout. Um, Jules, why did you wear number eleven? Double number one. Duh. (laughs) Hello. Hello, Lynn. This girl. (laughs) Mia, number nine. This is such a romantic story. I was the last player chosen, and it was the only number available. Oh, isn't that so sweet? <laughs> <laughs> when was this? That was when I the oh, first the trip to Cobras, your first trip to China. Oh, you can choose between number nine or number nine. <laughs> okay, then I'll take it. I would love number nine. I wanted to be number one, and they told me the goalie had to wear that. I was like, well, then, duh, go Deborah number one. <laughs> Is it weird now seeing other players wear your number? No, they kind of let you know early in the your U.S. Women's National Team career that you don't own any number. It's like <laughs> right. if you're if you're sick for one one camp, one game, and you see someone else number nine, you're like, oh, okay, great, <laughs> thanks, thanks. <laughs> I, I do remember that too. <laughs> who was the dancer on the team? Who got people going? Not me. Photop. Photop. 
I said fair. Fair? Yeah, she... And Saskia? TR. 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 Tiffany Roberts. That's a good one. Yeah. She was a good dancer. Yeah. So she would get people going in the locker room? Yeah, Tiffany. Yeah. yeah. And then later on, D. Slate, Daniel Slayton. <laughs> Remember that time? I think it was in Portugal. It was toward the end. It was like 2000-something. And we were all dancing in the locker room. And... Christy Pierce, like, totally bit it. And we were like, I don't know if she can play. I think she just broke her tailbone. Because it was cleats oh. on that, like, cement yeah, locker high, room floor. high gloss cement. Yes. Was- and she was doing, like, the Roger Rabbit. <laughs> we were going around doing the best of our worst. It was like, yeah. Go, Pierce. Go, Pierce. <laughs> Dead silence. She's like, oh, my God. But then remember, she was like, I'm okay. She stands up. And then the referee called us out right then. And we walked out, all of us giggling. And I remember April trying to get my eye in line going. And it was the national anthem. And we were still, like, laughing. And she's like, what is wrong? I was like, nothing's wrong. We're fine. Piercy might need a sub. <laughs> Piercy might have broken her back. Is this part of the secret sauce to that team, just how much fun you could have with one another, yes. even in big pressure moments? Absolutely. Yeah. I think so. Knowing the, like, respecting everyone's IPZ, because I was definitely much more intense. Um, IPZ means your ideal performance zone. Individual. Oh, sorry. Individual. Individual. <laughs> That's how much I paid attention yeah. to that. <laughs> sorry, Heck. Sorry, Colleen. Um, you know, you had some people that dealt with their nerves, like, outwardly. You know, they would um, they would dance, and they would talk. It's like you respected it, but you also kind of had a little fun with it, too. You know, Abby was one of those that was just could not stop talking mm-hmm. before a game. Help. Yeah. I'm talking and I cannot so, shut up. Where did you find that T-shirt? I don't know. We were somewhere in L.A., I think. And so Jules finds this T-shirt that says, help, I'm, I'm talking and I can't shut up. <laughs> It was perfect for her. It was. And she was so great about it. She's like, I love it. This is perfect. Because she, like, you know, on the bus, she'd be like, all this nervous energy. Like, yeah. be like, abs, take a breath. Save some of that energy for the game. And, like, everyone's totally in their own zone, like, looking out of the bus window. And she, you're almost like, please don't sit next to me. Please don't sit next to me. <laughs> Seat taken. <laughs> but you love, like, you love that about her because you knew where it was coming from, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "Hey, it's 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 Abby. She'll be ready to play." I mean, to what your point earlier, like, if you felt like you were still valued and what you did mattered, like that's the key, right? Is that you know, a Tiffany Roberts or a Daniel Fotopoulos or even like a Cindy Parlow who would start one game and then sit the next and then start another and go through these really up and down roller coaster rides. You never saw her overtly upset about it. And I think that was always the key. It's like you, if you make people feel valued, uh, and make them understand that how important their role is, even if they're not, you know, scoring the goals or getting the minutes, then, I mean, that was what I think. 
And we had such a good group of people. Yeah, good like, quality people. Yeah, like just good human beings that got it. And so then you trust everyone because you know like their decisions are in your best interest, right? In the team's best interest. It's not, well, is she, you know, is she fighting for that because she wants something out of it or, you know, which can happen on teams. Mm-hmm. So, but people were genuinely happy for one another. Like when things went really well, you know, if someone came in and, um, you know, scored a big goal, you were, you're pumped for them. I think that's just so many years together too, yeah. don't you? I mean, we grew up together. Yeah. You go through life cycles with each other, you, you know, deaths in the family, divorce. It's like kids raising Joy's kids with her. Yeah. Carla's kids. That's cool. Living together. You're living, yeah. Every time I come here, I go, oh, God. <laughs> I want to go back to Manhattan Beach. Can we rewind to 2004? Four chicks living together, no kids. M&M's on the counter. Just living the dream. <laughs> Cookie dough out every night. <laughs> no, that was Carla's face. So who was in the house and where was the house? The house was a few blocks from here. 19th and Highland. Yeah. West side of Highland, mind you. Yeah. Meaning? Closer to the water. Meaning, yeah, half a block from the beach on a walk-through street. Four. Me, Jules, Brandy, and Christine. That was our last six months together. Yeah. Wow. That was good times. We had a room that didn't have a television, like a living room, and Lil was like, Why would you have a room that doesn't have a television? (laughs) I said, because it's where you can be intellectual, Lil. So then that became our intellectual room where we would go and have chats at night. Would you actually say, let's take this to the intellectual room? We We would. We would. (laughs) To the intellectual room. You got a problem? (laughs) We've got a solution. Everyone should have the intellectual a, an room. intellectual room in their house. Were there ever maybe some bottles of vino involved? No, we don't drink much. I don't think we could afford wine back then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good one, Mia. Go, go with that. <laughs> go with that. What do you miss least about the national team? Uh, hotel food. Jules. How many years <laughs> before... Cheddar cheese slices. That's all I want. Not American. Craft. I just want cheddar cheese. Middle seats. How many years? Julie, true or false, you were sponsored by Dunkin' Donuts while you played. True. The best sponsorship I ever had. She never shared that with the team, by the way. Oh, come on. They used to give us, remember? They used to give us this pack of like coupons that would be like free dozen. And I would keep them in my soccer cleat bag. And you remember when we passed the Duncan and we'd all start like pounding the, the, the bus to stop? Stop! And we'd go in with our free passes. <laughs> I never, I, I must, no. You're that never lying. happened. You are lying. That must have been the San Diego team. <laughs> so based on that, I have a follow-up. True or false, Dunkin' Donuts lost money on that deal. You know my one regret? My one regret is that I didn't make it a lifetime of product. <laughs> I will take no money. Yeah. I just want a lifetime of product. All you can eat donuts. Uh, Last one. Tell me about the nickname Boot. (laughs) 
So you can correct me if I'm wrong, but 91 World Cup. So once we got to the uh, elimination round, penalty kicks, we went straight to penalty kicks. So we worked on penalty kicks. And at one point, Jules and I were like fourth, fifth in order. We were in the top five. At one time. Yeah. (laughs) After about three practices, we were like seventh and eighth. So we were like, holy crap, we were just booted out of the pee kick rotation. Like, I think the goalkeepers before us. <laughs> so it just started like, hey, boot, how you feeling, boot? I feel great. We got the boot, boot. <laughs> so it just kind of stuck. I forgot that. We okay. literally were so bad at PKs that the trainer was chosen before we were what the massage therapist is number eight and we're number nine and ten and to this day it sticks right it sticks this is why she was honestly giving a hallelujah hallelujah when brandy made the pk in 99 because i was next i could have been number five by the way i should have been number five you should have i was gonna toe poke it You missed your moment, Julie. I know. I could have been a star. I could have been someone. I could have been a star. Okay, here are some word association. I'm going to say a name, and you tell me the first thing that pops into your head. First up, Michelle Akers. Beast. Beast. Abby Wambach. Beast. Beast. (laughs) Tony DeChico. Man. Sunshine. Yeah, just... He's just goodness. Carla Overbeck. Oh, badass. Yeah, she's fierce, that girl. Badass. I'm still afraid of Carla. Yeah. Are you? I agree. <laughs> In the best I send of her ways. a card each week. Are we still friends? Check, <laughs> check yes or no. <laughs> but if it's no, don't send it back to me. <laughs> if it's no, just lie. Yeah. Anson Dorrance. Pioneer. Yeah. I was going to say, which is not one word, set the foundation. Hmm. A better word for that would be pioneer. This is not a person, it's a country. Norway. Bitches. (laughs) All of them bitches. Sweaters. (laughs) Oh my God, that's right. Julie Foudy. Beast. Leader. Mia Hamm. I would say selfless, humble. I would have said humble, but you're or huge strong. feet, <laughs> large pies, um, grateful. That's me for Mia. I always tell her that. Thank God. Can you imagine? We had some. Ass wipe is our star. <laughs> ass weepy. <laughs> we had an ass weepy for our star. I think these guys set an incredible environment for, you know, as we talked about earlier, just letting everyone be who they they were. But I also, I was driven to, you know, be better because that's 
what I wanted to be every single day, but also, you know, I wanted to do it for them. And not in a way that I felt I had to, you know, like it, it was, but I just, I cared so much about them. And they brought me such inspiration and strength in doing what I was doing. So that was the wrestling match that I had every single day in terms of what I said yes to and what I said no to because of the last thing I wanted to damage was these relationships because they, they meant so much to me. You know, if, if that took, um, you know, money out of my pocket or opportunities away, but maintain these relationships, then I was totally fine with it. Well, and a great example is the Nike commercials, right? Where you made sure your teammates were involved with that. Well, I, mean, I will take two fillings. <laughs> then I, mean, I will take. They two. ended up being so much better. Oh, they were hilarious. These guys. No, and and that's the way. Like I, I felt that's the way it should be. And and I think we were a team. We each of us had our own strengths and weaknesses, and really being able to bring out the best in each other, I think, was... And, you know, whether it was standing over a free kick and, you know, Shannon McMillan comes in and just says, I got this one, and you're like, yep, okay, she's got it. <laughs> you know, there was no, like, well, wait a second. I want to take it. Yeah. There's no ego. No. You just Ever. were like, she feels it. Like, she... Yeah. She's... She's got this, she's got this one zeroed in, you know? And I, I, it was, it was really empowering being around it. So I think for me, without them, um, I would have achieved only to a certain level because, um, you know, I wanted, I wanted to be better. For myself, but for them, you know, how, how do I make us better? How do I make you better? And if there was any kind of, you know, disagreement, it was only because we wanted what was best for our team. You know, I mean, we laugh all the time. We're like, we used to yell at each other on the field all the time. Yeah. What was an encounter like that? Or what was an encounter like when you were... Play me the ball earlier. Make the damn run. <laughs> Stay on sides. Well, if you would pass it. <laughs> I was onside. When... We go back and forth. Well, we we would go, which I think is so healthy for people to hear. We would go at it. I mean, Lil and I used to go at it, and then afterwards, it was like we we would laugh and be like, well, "Sorry, I don't know what the hell is." <laughs> wrong with me i got a little competitive there like in, even in i would imagine in practice too you guys oh yeah, oh, yeah. because that's what everyone's dna was i think yeah. it's like mm -hmm. it was an environment where if you weren't competitive it's like what the hell is wrong with you get off the field yeah wow like you didn't want to be around I, actually i take that back you didn't make the team if you weren't competitive yeah. everyone who makes it to that level that was the common denominator it was like Bruh. I'm going to win in this 4v4. That means nothing. 
on a Wednesday <laughs> in the middle of the winter when the Olympics are six months away. But I'm going to win. And if I don't, you remember when, <laughs> when uh, was it Carla who got on that losing team once when we were... Oh. We were all living together and we yeah. couldn't like talk to her for like <laughs> two days. I think the other thing is we were, we were willing to kind of talk it through because some was just, it was really simple because whether I was up top, I see it from one perspective and, um, you know, Jules might see something else or she might not see what I see. It's like, Hey, listen, um, every time you bury your head, they're stepping. So don't bury your head. Just hit it first time if, if you have no pressure. And so we'd have these discussions be like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I didn't see that. Or, mm-hmm. um, you're right. My, my run, I don't need to cheat. I don't, I'm faster than they are. I can wait. Like I can afford to wait. Um, I don't need to beat the girl by five steps. Like three is just fine. Hmm. I didn't take it personally. I wasn't like, Jules, Jules so not passing to me because she doesn't like me. It wasn't like junior high where it was, I mean, I don't know. It, 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 there wasn't a lot of drama on our team, I felt. I don't know about you, me, but I get, I get frustrated because I feel like it's taken way too long for the impact to come forth. Like, I, I felt like, oh, my God, all these countries from around the world are going to be like, oh, my gosh, we're not tapping into this market and we'll support our women more. And it was very naive of me to think that that would be the light bulb. But I did think it would be such a catalyst. And I feel like just now, and most of it is player-driven, you're getting to a point where countries are forced almost by the players to say, oh, yeah, we're going to support it. I think we're starting to see some of the longer term impacts. You know, maybe it wasn't as, as huge as we all wished it would have been. It's the one area that people are seeing the biggest strides in to see just the small m- amount of investment and a huge return. Yeah. With a small amount. Maybe that's a bit of my impatience too. Like, God dang it. No, I, I want me. this to happen faster. Um, most pressing. Yes. Last or last thing. S- second to last. Second to last thing, Mariel. Most pressing questions. Dun dun dun. Would you rather have an all-expense-paid trip to Fiji, but the only one cooking was moi, <laughs> or a week with your favorite chef? Cooking for you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. However, you had two days. You had to stay in a college dorm with no air conditioning in the middle of the summer. I'll take you cooking. I believe in you. Boom! I believe in you. I believe I can fly. I have stepped up my game from Lucky Charms and yeah, toast I believe in you. to scrambled eggs and chocolate chip pancakes for dinner. I, I could live. I could live on that. Um, what do you say when people? Uh, tell you that you look just like that me ham. <laughs> ham girl. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I do. Do you remember that story? I do. We don't need to retell that one. <laughs> Let's. No. Yes. That poor girl. Did I tell you? We were shopping in a mall one time, and this woman at the counter, I think we were at a Banana Republic or somewhere. We were 
while we were playing. Did anybody ever tell you you look just like that, me ham? Girl. Girl. And Mia goes, my mom. <laughs> and she kept going on, well, you do. You look just like that, me ham, girl. And you said. I said, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> and she said, that's a good thing. And I was like, oh, that's so nice. Like, And I was waiting to hear, like, she's talented, she's smart, she's funny. And I was like, well, why is that a good thing? She rich. <laughs> she real rich. <laughs> that girl is rich. I was like, I told Aww. my kids that story the other day. So they're always like, she's real rich, mom. I want to see that me ham girl. Be rich. Um, your go-to karaoke song, Mariel. Oh man. You know, I have such a deep voice when I sing. Um, lately, it's little uh, Def Leppard. Pour some sugar on me. Whoa! Right on. Yeah. Um, go-to song when someone might take over stage and the band in a restaurant, which might have happened a couple times while we were playing. Mm, I I sang a little uh, Rocky Top. Yes, thank yeah, you. That's uh, that's a good one. It's one of my favorite memories. Yeah. It might be what I miss most, actually. Last thing. A game I play with my kids at the dinner table. High, low, cheer. So... For them, it's of their day. Right. You, it's of your career. Mm-hmm. High, low, cheer. I tried to add fail in there, thinking high. Like, yeah. I'd probably say ninety nine. Just changed everything for us. Mm-hmm. Low. God, it's a tie between on the field two thousand three and ninety five. 2003 was awful. Mm. Germany? Yeah. 3-0? I still think it was only 1-0 for some crazy reason. I still think we won. (laughs) We did win. We did not win. What's cheer? Cheer means like something that someone else did nice or that you're thankful for or a moment that you're thankful for. I'm thankful for... I'd probably say you... You feel about a certain group of people and you hope they, you know, have that same sentiment. And I just remember um, after my brother died and I couldn't go to the first game, but I went to watch it at some bar on the Ocho. Because it wasn't played on any other. Um, and I turn on the TV and all of you guys are wearing black armbands. Mm. And, uh, I just remember saying, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky for having you guys in my life. And so that's my cheer. Mm. And you're stuck with us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just grateful we didn't get those tattoos. I'm sorry, what? Yes, we we did. We almost got tattoos. I'm so happy we didn't. Can I hear that story, please? Uh, All right, tattoo story. 
God, I got to go back. This one's digging deep. It was 96 Olympics. And the phrase that we had adopted for that Olympics was Moomba. M-O-O-M-B-A. Moomba. And (laughs) I don't actually recall what Moomba means now, 23 years later. We were going to get a tattoo with the Olympic rings and Moomba on our bums on your butt <laughs> on my bums because i didn't want that tattoo to be showing so i was gonna get on my bum <laughs> and you know or like on the back side like my like you know hip back area and so i just texted we have a 99ers chain text that is often used and so i texted uh, a bunch of them and said hey uh, does anyone remember what Moomba meant as they're saying in the 96 Olympics? I'm having a senior moment to which Christine Lilly replied, Mia will remember. I can't remember though. Mia wrote, nope, Jeff's just cobwebs <laughs> to, <laughs> to which Lil, Lil responded, come on, Marge, her nickname. Uh, and then Akers pipes in, I know what it is. And then Lil replies, well, let's hear it then. And Akers, Michelle Akers says, I will tell you under one condition. You must say I'm smarter than you in front of everyone when we see each other next. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so Akers. Oh, man. So she made us agree to the condition on text. And then she tells us, Moomba, a friend of mine, Glenn, made made that sign for the Olympics. It was his saying from his triathlete buddies to kick ass. Brandy then replies, I am so happy to be a fly on the wall for this chain. <laughs> Mufasa. She, Mufasa is our nickname for Acres. Mufasa, meet Julie. She went to Stanford, but you're smarter than her. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wrote back, all right, you Jackies, as in jackasses. Uh, I just looked it up. It means up your bum. For reals. <laughs> what it means up your bum (laughs) in an aboriginal language i shit you not is what i wrote that was my last four words i shit you not up your bum which is pretty fitting because we were gonna get it on our bum oh so believable i don't know how we didn't get that tattoo but that's even a better story than the tattoo mufasa meet julie she went to stanford how much money would I have to pay to get on that 99ers text chain? Just like on the sly, add my cell phone number. I think there are people out there in our dope village who also would pay cash money to be on that text chain. Oh, dear. It is it is pretty comical. Mia, nope, just cobwebs. Mia will remember. She remembers everything. Nope. <laughs> Makes me feel better that they all couldn't remember, except for of all people, the one who took... <laughs> Too many headers to her brain. Michelle Mufasa Akers, who can't remember shit. The woman can remember nothing, and she remembered this. Amazing. Proud of you, Michelle. Under under one condition, you say that I'm smarter than you all. I said it, Michelle. I said it. All right. So my takeaway... Um, my takeaway with Mia is... Um, is is not a new one because but it's like every time you spend time with her um you realize like how deeply she cares ab- 
about team. Like everything to her is about friends and being a loyal teammate and um, not letting her friends down and um, and how how much she gives of herself in that way. Like it, it's just, and we said it in the, in the podcast, right? Imagine, and her phrase was "asweepe," but imagine if your your star was someone who all they they cared about was you know, the spotlight and craving attention. And instead we had this amazing human who was more interested in celebrating her teammates first than herself. And that just was contagious within our group when your superstar is caring more about the community and the welfare of the community than herself is, is something to, to celebrate because she's amazing that way. I've been struggling to come up with a takeaway because I don't quite know how to summarize what it's like to be in the presence of Mia Hamm, who I grew up watching. I wrote my essay to graduate school about her wanting to get into sports journalism, and maybe one day I'd get the chance to interview her. That was actually in the essay, and I never could have imagined the circumstances of being in her house sitting alongside you, Julie doing this podcast. It just was so special to get the opportunity to, to do this. She's a superstar in every sense of the word. I feel grateful that she was the role model for my generation when it came to sports and how she elevated women's sports for a whole generation and generations to come and to learn along the way that it wasn't something that she craved as far as being the face of the team and being in the spotlight, yet she did it because she knew there was a greater purpose. And I had a blast just sitting there and going back and editing the podcast, listening to all of the hilarious stories. I mean, I was just cracking up while putting this episode together and your banter and Mia's humor. Oh my gosh, is she funny? I can't agree more. Love her dearly. So those are our takeaways, but we want to hear from you and love have have really actually Lynn and I talk a lot and share. Oh, did you see this comment? Did you see that that comment on on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or wherever it is? So please, you know, let us know what you think uh, and your takeaways. Hashtag it laughter permitted. And as we close out the show, a big thanks to my friend, singer songwriter Kate Diaz, a Julie Foudy Sports Leadership Academy alumna as well. And uh, she she wrote and composed our awesome theme music. Check her out on Spotify. And we hope you enjoy listening. If you like what you hear, please subscribe so we can keep growing this dope village of ours. And as always, remember, sing it with us. Laughter permitted. What's your favorite haiku? Thanks, everyone, for taking the time to listen and to our supporters. So one last shout out to Ally, because the fact is only 8% of people trust their bank. Get that, 8%. And yet most of us never bother looking elsewhere. Money means having options, and that's another fact. For example, options to start a business, quit your job, start a family, retire the way you want, or simply leave a legacy. 
Ally knows you deserve better, and their mission is to be just that. As women, I think this is something, honestly, we don't talk enough about, and we should all be paying attention to our money and where we put it. So look them up. Ask your friends. Ask your teammates. Check out the online reviews, because when it comes to your money and everything you've worked so hard for, your house, your car, your future, are you getting everything you want? Or are you merely satisfied? Give Ally a call. When you call Ally, you can chat with a real person 24-7, even on weekends and holidays. For more information, visit ally.com, A-L-L-Y dot com. Ally Bank, member FDIC.